athleticism of Cox. He can go on the not preferred. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon footy club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Yes. Uh, this is a very strange sight because I'm looking across at my studio mate and he's got my cat on his chest asleep. <laughs> we've, got, we've got the very lovely cougar. Who's a bit cold. I think the old girl's a bit cold. So she's decided to walk onto my chest <laughs> and curl up into a little warm cozy ball. So this is a very strange yes. uh, recording. Um, <laughs> yep. Hey, everyone. Uh, look, good to be back. Uh, full jam-packed show tonight. We've got Absolutely. George, George and Scorn's going to come up and talk about the um, come on no, uh, and talk about the uh, uh, grand final for the VFLW this week against the Saints on Sunday at Port Melbourne. So that that should be uh, excellent. Yep. So uh, that's look, a win. It, it, you know, it's um, uh, Mark Robinson wrote an article saying that you know the worst thing about Essendon um, is that they're irrelevant now, even with their losses, and 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 then that had about twenty five articles which suggested that we're not irrelevant at all. Actually, <laughs> that's a good um, point. So. Uh, yeah, so it's been an interesting. They've seen a lot of footage and a lot of commentary about the the West Coast game, and there's been a lot of talk from the fans, and 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 we've obviously heard Lloydy's strong views about. Um, Lloydy needs to calm down a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's I reckon very, he needs to calm down a wee smidge, does Lloydy? He's he's a man of his convictions, so uh, I guess he feels like he's being honest and doing what he thinks is right for the club. But yeah, it's a uh, he's out. Yeah, he's certainly. Um, I'd be just, you'd love to be able to find more of what half some of the uh, hierarchy at Essendon uh, Absolutely. Think, like, I, I reckon every, everybody knows that when the players like that get into media positions like he's in, yeah. they're paid to make controversial statements like that, right? They're, they're, they're paid to be a little bit controversial because when people listen to it, they can they understand that Lordy would probably have inside knowledge. So when he says stuff like that, it probably means a bit more, but... Take it with a little grain of salt. I think Lloydie might be putting a bit of mayonnaise on things just to get some good rate. Yeah, a little, little bit of His mayo. His face is pretty passionate. True, I agree, but plenty sort of. I think a little bit of mayo for the for the cameras as well. So, um, here's look. Here's my thoughts uh, on the West Coast game, and look, I'll, I'll share my thoughts, and uh, I'll let I'll let you once I kind of do sure. my thoughts. Yep. I'll, I'll let you talk to your thoughts because we may have a, a slight disagreement, but I think we're coming both from the right place, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, the, I was not, I'll be honest, I was, I hated that we lost and I hate that we're three and 11. Uh, and you know, that's not what I was expecting at all. Uh, and you know, it's not like I was expecting, um, to us to be preliminary finals or anything like that, but I was expecting us to be a quite competitive side this year. Uh, and, you know, clearly we, we, for the most part, we haven't been. Uh, we had the Saints game where defensive and offensive, we were really, really sound. Uh, it was it was a bit of a shock almost <laughs> to the system to see an Essendon side 
kind of that capable of doing both sides. Then we go to West Coast, and and this is where I reckon some fans are going to disagree with me, and I'll, I'll just have to accept that. So um, here's my thoughts. Uh, I was not as doom and gloom, to be honest, with this loss. I, I thought coming into the game when I saw the Eagles' side, uh, I didn't think that represented, I'll say, a t- bottom two team. Uh, I clearly watched I watched the Eagles versus the Cats the previous week. Notice that the Cats actually had to fight very hard to beat the Eagles. And obviously the Eagles have put in five or six premiership players and it's a, it's a lot better team running around. And obviously you've got Shuey and Gaff and Kelly in the middle. and you're Over there in West Coast. Over in West Coast and, and you've got the Darling and Kennedy and Rioli and um, Liam Ryan and, and, and um, Cripps and you got Yo, Yo off, back, off half back and, and with Hearn and Brass and yeah so you there were names that I went okay if they actually hit form this is a very it's not it's not it, an easy win right? it's not an easy win yeah. and they're clearly not a bottom two team with those names that's how I thought going into the game and I did tip us to win I thought we would do enough to win and in reality, we probably did do enough to to win, but we didn't we didn't kick accurately. So, but there's obviously things that went right and things that went clearly wrong. So the the things that went right is I think the club will be generally happy that in two weeks they've had fifty nine shots on goal. Uh, I really think that will be something that they've discussed and how to be more daring, how to how to move the ball from half back. The Saints, obviously, they do it really, really well against the Saints. I'll say it dropped by about 10 or 15%, probably with the Eagles, wasn't as crisp. More, um, more, more than 10 or 15, but yep. No, going. no, they've had, I'm saying they still had 27 shots on goal. So they yeah. they had, now the game could have been killed by half, you know, by halfway through the second quarter, in, in all honesty. Uh, Righty just didn't, for once, for once, and that's for fair once, enough, yeah. didn't Good have Lord. his kicking boots on. But yeah. they had all the play. Like we had all the play. Um, we were di- dominating the center center bounces. Uh, we, you know, even in the end of the game, we had plus sixteen inside fifties. We won clearances by seven, and you know, we won pretty much all the key stats that normally tells you you've won the game. So, you know, I, I'm, I, that's what I kind of mean by there's a lot that actually went right. We we've been a poor contested team. We won the tackle count in the end. We actually had a poor first half, but we won the tackle count in the end. We've been poor in these areas. And, and I thought, you know, if you were going to tick off five things that were gone wrong this year, three, probably three, were actually, you know, were almost a tick, you know, contested footy and clearance work and shots on goal and, and be able to generate scores. Uh, and then the big alarming issue, right? So if we've had 58 inside 50s for 27 shots on goal, which is, which is I'll just say fair, a fair uh, return, you cannot have the opposition have 27 shots on goal from 40, just 42 inside 50s, which basically means about 63% of every time they've gone into a forward 50, they've scored, they've had a shot on goal, uh, which tells you your defensive schemes have fallen down. So that's, and that's the frustration part about the game. There was a lot went right. Uh, I thought we attacked the game fine. I thought we had some good dare. We tried some things. Uh, our skill level was a was definitely a, a drop off uh, on the uh, Saints game, but we were still trying the same daring 
uh, I guess, ball movement to try and create scores. So I'm not going to criticise too much on that. I reckon this is an interesting one. Uh, there's four. There's about four plays where uh, a, I guess a, a defender has tried to go off his man to help out another Essendon defender. And four times, I reckon they haven't been able to get to that contest in the end. And the ball's gone out the back, and then obviously there's a loose West Coast forward, and it's normally resulted in scores. And I, I counted around about three goals won from from those kind of four plays. And when you've lost by ten points, they do, they all add up. Uh, so there's there was a, a actual really bad judgment error uh, on this game where the defenders just. The idea is great to help your other defender, but just the judgment and the call got terribly wrong. Uh, whether it was Laverde, uh, I'm trying to remember the other one that um, I think it might have been uh, Ridley as well. Uh, they just made the wrong timing and, and they couldn't get to the contest or affect that contest. And then the ball went out the back uh, to Rioli or a Kennedy or a, and then it was a very easy, just open score. And again, you know, I don't know what others think, but again, our defender's playing too high. Uh, it seems to be it's, it's an obvious tactic, so I, I can't say – I don't even feel like I can tell the players off. It's, it's, it, it feels like it's an instruction. Um, and, yeah, I don't get it myself. I, I, I just don't. I, I don't – I've never – I've hardly ever seen it work. I think I, I've, I may have worked 5 or 10% of the year, so I, I don't know – what the goal is there. I, I understand the methodology of trying to get extra guys to a contest and trying to kill a contest further up the ground to try, but the risk and reward element of that tactic, I for, for, for me, it's not working. It's There's too many scores, very easy scores happening the other way. Uh, and lastly, I thought Truck um, needs to address this halfback issue um, of the opposite, you know, the opposition halfback. So Elliot Yo, again, just towed us up. So we saw the Doherty. We saw we're seeing this repeat after repeat where the 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 key half skillful halfback is just carving us up, and we're not putting any time or attention uh, into them. Or if we are, then that person's not doing a good job of it. Um, so that's that's kind of my read in the game. There's a lot. There's a lot that was decent. There's a lot that we've improved. Um, I really liked, you know, Dylan Shield, nine clearances, seven tackles. I think he's having a really, really good month. And I thought the midfield battled hard and, and, and for the most part, one contested footy, one clearances. They kind of, um, they could, they did their best and, and we just did miss some easy shots in the end that probably cost us the game, to be honest. So what are your thoughts? What round are we? 13? 14 or 14. Like that, yeah. Round 14, and we're still talking about effort, right? Here, here's, where, here's where my mind's at. I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> Sorry, round 15. Round 15, right? <laughs> round 15, and we're still talking about we, we got good effort from certain players, right? 15 rounds in a football, and I had nobody oh, – sorry, let me rephrase that. I'll, I'll keep this as me. I have no idea what the hell we are as a club. I don't understand yeah. what we're going to get from week to week. I don't understand. We play the St Kilda game and every person that was talking to us in the corporate box or otherwise um, was sitting there going, who the hell are these guys? Who the hell? What, who's, what's what's going on here? Yeah. All of a sudden we were stuck to guys like Glue playing a one um, a man-on-man defence. Um, 
St Kilda didn't know where to go. They didn't know who to kick it to. We had control of that game from the moment we started playing. And everybody went, wow, look at this. This is great. I didn't even know personally. I didn't even know we had enough um, uh, fitness to run out a full game of one-on-one football. Mm. Now, you look at that and you go, where the hell has that been for 14 rounds? And then you think, okay, so during the week, has Truck gone, all right, boys, we're trying something different. We're going to go one-on-one, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to try this and we're going to try that. And you think, well, if he has, good. So then you think, I wonder who's going to come out this week against West Coast. Will it be a one-on-one defense thing again? Is this something they're doing? And then we come out this week and we get more of the same we did before the St Kilda game. The the midfield was doing what midfield, forwards were trying to do stuff, and the defense had massive Swiss cheese holes in it. Yeah. So I, the bit that frustrates me, mate, is that after all this period of time, after 15 weeks, I'm so confused about what the hell the club is going to bring to the table this week. I don't yeah. understand. And surely at the beginning of this year when when we started losing and the truck would have gone, oh, this, this ain't good, and they would have been looking at each other going, game plan, okay, we'll stick to it. After 15 weeks, it's still not working. They haven't been able to fix that backline problem in 15 weeks. No. So I guess I guess my, my point here is that I'm just I'm starting to get a little bit sick of losing. Right? The same way every single time. And then you chuck in top of that, that that crap feeling of losing, on top of that, you chuck in that really good feeling of winning against St Kilda but not knowing how the hell we played, why we played that way or how we played that way. And then we go back to West Coast, and sure, they did bring championship players in, and they were very good, and it's their home deck and stuff. But we had about as good a side as we could put into that game, right? And we just keep losing, man. I, I know we, I know yeah. when, when the effort was there and Caldwell stepped up in Parrish's absence, Dylan Shill, you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, Peter Wright's kicking goals. The man's kicked every goal there is. There is he takes a mark for, so he's allowed to miss a few. Um, Harry Jones is working his way back in. Stringer, uh, I don't know about Jakey, um, but we're, we're performing well, right? But after 15 weeks, we still can't fix these problems that we have, and yeah. we still keep losing each week. The bit that I don't like, man, is that we have to stop losing games of football. And again, I don't mind if we have, if St Kilda had a run over the top of us at the end, or we'd, we'd and we we just lost that game because it would have shown intent. But I'm so confused as to what the hell is going to come out each week. Then you look at St Kilda and go, "Can we have that come out this week?" No. Okay, fine. We lose again. Baseline is we just keep losing, yeah. and unfortunately, you you've got to start looking at ways to stop us from losing. And if the players don't get the game plan, if they're not bought into the game plan defensively or whatever the hell it is, or if the defensive thing isn't after 15 weeks of football, if it ain't working, you got to change it. Because one question I'd like to ask, Truck, is that do you intend to do this for the rest of the year? Yeah, well... And just and just have an entire year of this these losses and these random, one-off, completely confusing wins. Is that your intention? Is it your intention to do it next year as well? Because if we continue to play the way we're playing, mate, 
we can't continue to have these losses. It's so frustrating that it's happening in the same way. You yeah. can see it. The, the defense is full of holes. Todd, uh, <laughs> you're gonna say it. You were gonna Billy. say it. I said Jordan. Todd, Jordan. Todd. Todd. Jordan Ridley. Jordan Ridley is. He was nudging all Australian selection um, last year. Yeah. He's an incredibly good defender. Jaden Laverde looked like Dustin Fletcher down there, right? <laughs> he was uh, this season. Honestly, man, I said this before. I was looking forward to Laverde and Ridley dominating. Then you bring in a Kelly, who's man. We've used we've used Jake Kelly on. Um, uh, Cameron, and we've used him on Ben Dixon, for goodness sake, right? He was playing on Jack Darling at one stage. If I, if I was that guy, I'd be spewing because he was not brought in to defend Jack Darling, right? He's not he's outmanned in a massive way there. But I was looking forward to those guys being able to help us in defence. But there's something going on because Ridley looks like a shadow of himself. People go, Ridley's having a crap year. No, I, I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. He does not. He does not pull an Ian Baker Finch and forget how to play football. Yeah, yeah. Like just overnight, it does not happen. And Jaden Laverde, who was a world beater last year, because he's a natural, clearly a natural down there, he's having a bad season. So I just. I'm so confused. I'm getting to the point at which I'm. I'm I, I want to give less uh, less leeway to the club and less leeway to truck now because I don't care what you do, Ben and Gia and Kara and those guys. I don't care what you do. You have to stop losing the same way. However, you're going to fix it. That's why you're paid a lot of money, but you've got to fix it, man. There's got to be consistency in the way we play football. Not consistently bad, but we've got to come up with something that stops us from just having a Swiss cheese backline. Confusion is yeah, just my main problem. Look, one of the things that I've been debating, because uh, I think it's a fair argument to a point. So I, I, there's a lot of people that write in and say, look, you know, Obviously, they, they mentioned West Coast is, on average, two years more experience per player than Essendon. So, fine, I get that, and I get Essendon's, uh, like, second or third last inexperience-wise. So, I, I get that. I think what Truck has an issue with is I don't think it's the youth that are breaking down the game plan as much as it is some senior players. And I think, you know... But can you name them? Like, so interrupt, but can you... Can you tell us where the, the fall down is happening? Well, if you've seen this year, right, you've had moments and they've under pressure improved in various stages of the year. You've had some years where I've thought Parrish was breaking down um, defensive sides. Then I've had definite, I mean, we all saw the Dylan Shield yeah. moment. And Shield had a first half of the year where I thought he was doing it weekly. And I was getting very frustrated. Completely changed like the last month. So mm. always, I'm, I'm glad about that. I in his first game back, I didn't say it too much because I went. It's probably a fitness space, but I thought Stringer was really lazy in his defensive actions. This week, he got called out again, and there was obviously some uh, vision of that. Um, and here's where I here's kind of where I'm at, and I, and I I say this almost for the club and for Ben Rutten's sake, and. If he genuinely feels like if they do a, a review of the game midweek on a Monday or Tuesday and they see Jake Stringer 
And I'm not saying it, just saying, I'm saying if. I've only seen one play yeah, being if. outlined. Yeah, that's fine. So he could have played the fine rest of the game and the coach just go, look, that's one play. We're not going to kill him for it. But if they if they see five or six efforts like that from Jake Stringer. Senior player. Senior player, which has happened quite a lot this year with senior players. It's, it's about time. After 15 weeks. That he actually says... Jake, you know, this is really important. You know, I have a defensive system that I need L18 players on the ground. It only works. And that was, you know, let's face it, that was the Tiger system. It worked if everyone buys in. Yep. Now, Jake, uh, you know, or, or Dylan, or if it was halfway through whoever, the year, whatever. Yeah, whoever. If, you, if I see you don't do it, I've said, and I've, you know, it's round fifteen, mate. It's it's not like it's a secret anymore. I've told everyone preseason that you're not going to play this week. You're actually going to be dropped to the VFL. I don't care. You kick three goals. I really don't care because I can't have the West Coast Eagles score a hundred points for the first time in twenty six rounds, uh, and and it makes a mockery of our hmm. of our where what we're trying to achieve, and it's a he has to get to that stage and. For me, the example of that is Dylan Shield was doing it around round seven or eight, and and you know I think fans picked up on it, <laughs> and definitely did. And Truck made you know he had the Thursday presser and 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 named the Thursday team, and Dylan Shield was omitted, and it was like I remember going, "This is a really good moment," yeah, and, I, and it wasn't good. it wasn't meant to be like it's a good moment because I don't want Shield anywhere near the club or anything. No, it's a good moment because I want Shield to realize sending a message that it's a sending message to the group and to make Shield a better player. Then when it comes game day, he's announced as the sub, and we have an early injury, and he plays most of the game, and nothing felt different at all. And there's no there's no doubt in my mind any senior player. Whatever message he was trying to send on a Thursday was completely wiped out on the on mm. on the weekend. Um, so and then he just played from there on. So and then what? Two three weeks later, he was doing it again, and then comes the Sydney game, and I felt this is my personal thought: the media and Luke Parker did the job of what Truck yeah. should have been doing. Parker caught him out on it. Uh, and I quietly liked it, if I'm being honest as a fan, because I was hoping it was going to have an effect. The media went to absolute town on Dylan Shield. So what had happened is basically he's done. They've done what really Truck and the club should have done. And they, it was awkward. They completely humbled him. That's it. It was awkward. Yeah. It was unpleasant. Yeah. It was not fun for Dylan Shield, and it probably it was a roundabout way of truck putting him up against the wall and giving him an absolute serve. Yeah. But it wasn't, the problem was it wasn't the club, but it, it was, wasn't the club. And it, that's the problem. You're that, right. That's my problem. Yeah. And what's the result of that? He is now the last four weeks being by f- best player at the club, best player at the club easily. And he's averaging like seven or eight tackles. It's not, he was averaging like two prior to that. So it's complete transformation. Uh, he's winning contested footy, uh, what nine clearances against the Eagles? You I mean he was some of his clearance work was elite. Yeah, he was completely out positioning the guys. Knew with the drop of the ball, uh, just he's gave, lightning fast. Used his yeah. assets the whole nine yards, and it was eighty percent efficiency. So it wasn't you know, it, he was a, it was a really good game, and that's where for me that's where the club is at. If you think there's senior players, 
you know, I'm speaking as a fan. I don't care about their reputation. I don't care if they're the number one pick or they're, they're a star. I don't care if their contract has got bonuses or anything they, on what they're, you know, mm-hmm. if they're meant to play a certain amount of games. You've got to truck, address the team culture, the team standards. And, you know, I, for me, I, I've never gone to games and think Ben Hobbs is not defensively not trying or trying to set up our system. I'm not thinking the youth and inexperience of our Coldwell side is not, is yeah. Jones, these you know, guys. I, I, you know, I'm seeing them passionately trying to defend the ground and trying to do things, and I'm not sometimes seeing that from our leaders, and I think it needs to be addressed. I mean, I shouldn't say once and for all, because there's no doubt they have talks behind the club. Past but it's pastime. But it's pastime that past guys, time, guys actually get omitted, even if they've kicked goals, even if... But it's not track, man. That that's the thing. Like yeah, we were saying before the podcast, it ain't truck. He comes out after the pod, after the um the game. He gives his presser. Now, I want to put a massive caveat over the fact that I know that you can see it's so obvious. Coaches nowadays they don't say anything controversial, mate, because if they do to their players, they they're forced to apologise to their own bloody players. And then secondly, if someone like the dogs coach comes out and tees off on a reporter, he gets. St- lambasted in the in the paper and the whole nine yards, right? So coaches want to get to that press conference and get the hell out as fast as they can without saying the slightest thing controversial. If they can get out there and say, oh. yeah, no, it, was just, it, was a, it wasn't a four-quarter effort of the we've, boys. We've learned from We've learned, we've got some things to take away from the game. All that sort of standard um, Tim Watson school of, what is it? No, what, is, what was the one from the, the late show? What was it called? <laughs> I, I know, the school of... Uh Oh, yeah. Media is something, right? Yeah. If he can do the exact opposite to that, right? Say some stuff and not say a single word and get the hell out of the press conference and not be on the front on the back page of the Herald Sun tomorrow, then it's job done. But yeah, B U right? Truck need he comes out and he just says those things each week. Oh, we'll take it. We've got some takeaways. Um, we weren't good enough tonight, but we got some takeaways. But he needs to come out and say, or he needs to say to the players or whatever. He needs to say. Okay, all right, fine. 16 weeks, that's it. This is the line we're being, we're drawing. We're drawing a line. I said it to the boys last night, drawing a line. You either play the way we want you to play or so help me, I'll drop you. Yeah. Right? And and say it something along those lines. Test how, how, test how secure you are in your job. Right, yeah. but say to the after fifteen weeks, the point I'm saying, like you, two, three weeks in, you go, no, 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 they're learning. Four weeks in, you go, no, they're still learning. That's not four weeks, not even enough time. I've said that about Ben Hobbs in the bloody in the reserves. Um, but four weeks, five weeks, they're uh, still learning. Gee, six weeks, you figure to six weeks, they'd probably get something together. We're fifteen weeks in, yeah, and they still can't get it. So one of two things is happening. The players aren't buying in and they're not moving their ass fast enough or they don't understand. But either way, we have to not lose. I don't care how we do it. We've got to start winning games of football because, Truck, this is... Well, it's, it's, it's his livelihood. Really. It's his livelihood. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I know they said he'll be um, he'll be coaching to the end of the season. We're doing a full review and we're blah, 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 blah. But I swear that review could come back with... It could come back with, I'm sorry, Truck hasn't been listening to the players and he's not this and he's not that. We could have a new coach. We could have no coach at the end of the year. I, I, I know effort is important and I know all these things are important, but ultimately when it comes down to it, in your job, Scotty, and in my job, 
our, both of our managers go, I don't care how you do it. I don't care how many hours you work. I don't care how little hours you work. But on the day the work's due, it better be finished. And there's no, oh, look, oh, look, I oh, was it? No. Well, end of, end of year, I mean, for our job, end of year, you have certain KPIs you've got to hit. That's it. Uh, and yeah. ultimately it comes down to, like, again, I go back to like Hurdy. Hurdy should never have been forced to resign. It is an utter and complete travesty that that man had to fall on his sword to give the players some clear air to be able to play, to be able to do their jobs and live their childhood dreams, right? And he left. He fell on a sword and it ain't right. But unfortunately, even I now understand that it was necessary because ultimately we have to. We had to change something. Mm. I'm not saying Chuck needs to fall on his sword, but what I'm saying is these losses can they can no longer continue. So I just I don't care what has to happen. They're not paying me big bucks. And Chuck, you want me to come down and have a chat to you, mate? I'm more than happy. But <laughs> um, they're not paying me big bucks and Cara and Gia to go in there. Something has to change. 15 yep. weeks in and they don't get it or they're not doing it. If they're not doing it, drop them. And then look, if, and just to just to further that, he, he's got to understand that he starts off with a message, right? So even, even the preseason, he talked about Jade Stringer and there was messaging along the line of, no, he's going to come through the refill, play a couple of weeks and we've got to get him right and we've got to play him huh. and then we'll bring him in when he's running across the ground. Now, that broke down round three or four when he came back in and, you know, got re-injured. And, but then you've had Snelling out for nine weeks. Yeah, he plays a, a half of football. Yeah, plays two-thirds of a VFL game, straight in, clearly underdone. Yeah, it's, it's, that's and, and stuff it's like, that annoys me. You're like, well, aren't you just kicking yourself in the, you, you know. In the teeth, yeah. Because, you, you know, you've run out with a guy that just couldn't run out. The, you know, just was it's, clearly underdone. The Langford was... You know, I'll say thirty percent more progress, but still a little bit underdone. But did enough to go okay. We probably did enough to warrant the game. But can uh, anybody can anybody tell me why? Unless your name is James Hurd or Matthew Lloyd, that you don't play minimum two games in the VFL if you've been out for more than six weeks or four weeks or something like that. You play two full yeah, I think games six of football. weeks is the right figure. Like if you're out for more than six weeks, you come in and get your. Two, three weeks. You get your VFL. match fitness for two weeks. I'm sorry. And Snelling played three quarters of one game, man. Yeah. That's what happens when you come back through the VFL. You play three quarters of one games because you blow up and you can't go anymore. So you think, well, geez, I better grab that next game in the VFL just to try and get my feet back underneath me. And if you can't run out a full game of the VFL or you look puffed at the end of the VFL, man, you keep playing VFL until you look dominant again. These... The names that are coming back in, Snelling and Langford, and I am ecstatic that they're back into the side. Just like Jonesy. Yeah, we, we love them to death. Like, Absolutely, man. Just could, I, I'm so it's happy. It's nothing against them. It's the, the, the team selection. So why? I don't get it, man. Why? And again, I'm on the biggest ground in the AFL. The biggest ground? I think the G or, G or WA. It's too, yeah. Massive ground. You bring in two blokes that have got to cover more ground than normal on a massive ground who aren't fit. Why would you do that? I don't. I don't get it. I know they're big names, and if Snelling had to kick four goals, we wouldn't be talking right now. But Langford, you wonder if they had a little bit of. I shouldn't say this. A little bit of desperation because McGrath and Parish couldn't yeah, I, didn't I, get up, and they needed kind of like the two. But 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 yeah. they're not ready. No Essendon supporter, or I reckon, and the media would drop it quickly. But no Essendon supporter would mind if if Chuck came out and said, "Oh, and uh, no, we're not selecting Snelling and, um, and Langford." 
And the, the media and the public would go, yeah, what, the what? fans would be... I'm terribly sorry. They're, nah, not, it, they're not ready. Look, the fans would rejoice. If he came out and said, look, to be honest, Snelling, we're going to get another game into him. It's better that when he approaches the seniors, he's running across the ground, has immediate impact. Do you remember hearing him saying that? He said it already, right? Like he said it with Jakey. I don't think there is a superstar in our team. I don't think there's a James Hurd or a Matthew Lloyd or a Dustin Fletcher or somebody like that who comes straight back in. Yeah. I don't think that exists in our club anymore. Jakey's the big name that the package doesn't play reserves. No, the package does not get delivered to Williamstown, right? But he comes straight back in and he's got a reputation that that precedes him. However, unfortunately now, Jakey, mate, you ain't as young as springtime no more. You're a champion and I love you to death. But every single player in, in our team should play minimum two games in the VFL before they come back. And I'm sorry, if we need them and we lose, bad luck. Because I'd rather them be ready to come back in than three quarters fit and Snelling blowing up in a forward pocket because he can't run. Mm. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just those kind of team rules and team stands as they go. You know, there's a bit of self harm sometimes about the club. You go, you know, you kind of talk about it that it's important preseason, and but then it kind of breaks down as the year goes on, and it's and like it didn't need to when when you're two and ten or three and eleven, whatever. You are, you can you can actually no offense you can actually exactly right you can actually go no we you know we're not making finals we can there will be more people yeah. saying more less people saying oh he's not bringing the right players in he's doing silly things why would he not bring these two champion footballers in um and he but there would be less people saying that than there would be more people going big call he yeah. wants him he wants him fit He's looked at Snell's and he's went, well, Snell's not 100% ready. So he, he's given him another week, given him another two weeks. In the, and we don't care what happens to the to the senior, well, if we win or lose, because we've got to get those guys back right. Yeah, so as you <laughs> normally, we actually go through stats and everything. We're not going to this week. It's It wasn't, you know, uh, I guess we, we caught out Dylan Shiel. Yep. Uh, Peter Wright, four goals. Righty, good stuff. Uh, Mason Redman, I love you, mate. 100% efficiency, 20-odd. Touches again. You're having a fantastic Crichton. year. Yeah, you're having a fantastic year. So there was there was good performances. Um, yeah, I mean, Hobbsy had a bit of a quiet one this one. Perkins was a little bit more quieter this time. That's fine. They're, they're 19 and 8. That's that's all to be expected. So I, I will I will just sort of concede with you two as well. If we had a kick straight, the game was over at three-quarter time. Yeah, it, it felt it like... It would have been over. We had all the run in that... Early in that yeah. second quarter, I felt like, oh, if we just kick straight here, we can... Well, 20-odd, 20 28 or points up or 22 points up. end up losing, though. That's, that's yeah. a, it's starting to annoy me. I am getting sick of losing. I really am. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So, uh, you know, you're going to have Parrish, obviously, coming in this week to... I, I don't know... Um, and we should call it out because we did criticise him a bit, but we I do, I do obviously acknowledge Ridley early in the third quarter having his shoulder hurt um, and probably didn't was that, probably in normal circumstances wasn't you know probably wasn't going to go out again but they they just they they left Reed out of the side so they uh, which is another whole debate in itself about oh, the, man, the, yeah. the defensive the defensive setup so um, yeah so there were some good performances obviously we're not going over stats or anything like that um, I will say uh I'm not quite sure what's happened to Zachy Merritt this year. It doesn't feel like we're getting the Zachy Merritt I know. It's not, not like he's poor. Uh, he's getting his 25 to 30. It just I – don't, I don't know what anyone else thinks. I just don't feel like 
I, I just hardly a game at the end of the game. I go, gee, Zachy Merritt had a big presence in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's more the impact of those possessions. It, it feels like it's much less this year. So I'm not kind of sure where he's at. I don't know if that's a little bit of the coaching, you know, because he's played sometimes rotating through halfbacks and wings and different positions. I don't know if he's just a little bit out of whack himself, uh, just um, because they've they've tried Shield and Colwell and different guys, Perkins through the midfield, so, but he just doesn't, I don't know what you think, but he just doesn't seem himself this year. No, he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem to be able to string bulk games together. Like if if you're picking the best midfielders in the comp, I'm not... He's not, not there at the no, moment. No, he's not there at the moment, and he's absolutely... And he should be, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. he should be in there. But if it, like you go, who, who would I pick? Oh, I don't know, what's Zachy done? Like he's, he's done some good stuff, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't know if that's playing him through the back line or whatever it is, but he's, he's not 100%. And look... Essendon got a Essendon's got a lot of development to their rucks. If the if the future is Brian and Draper, right? It, it cannot be a case that there's only two players in that game that didn't take a mark, and they're both the two ruckmen. It's, it, it's, it just cannot. That cannot. It's not okay, man. That that cannot be the future state because I I'm generally worried because I, I I don't know what Draper does around the ground. He's center bounce. I have no issue at all. I think he's very, very yeah. good. He's developing really, really well. Um, but he cannot take a mark around the ground. Like I, you know, it was a little bit over highlighted that kind of specky slash specky mark against St. Kilda. Yep. Um, because that's, that's just like a, that never happens no. any other game. He's, no. he's savaging like, yeah, I think he's only averaging like two marks or so, two or three marks a game. Um, these these two ruckmen, they've just got to start giving us some aerial presence to help us around the ground. Um, that's what's one area, you know, I think that's really key that they've got to address uh, to help our marking around the ground. So, but um, look, we'll we'll go with Georgie and Scorn after the break. Yeah, let's go for a quick break. Um, when we get back, Essendon AFLW side, um, captain and soon to be, or actually still VFL, sorry. VFLW, captain and soon-to-be premiership captain, <laughs> we hope. George Anand Scorns, um, joins us straight after the break. And that was Scott breaking the roadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. I have the pleasure of uh, introducing again, well, you know, this is almost twice in, in a month, so this is exciting, George and Anne Scorn. I've got the surname right. I know I'm confident about it. So Smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I did? I was, I was actually showing off that I got the surname right the other day and then um, – and then I said Federica Few. Uh, I got the surname and the and the, um, and the first name <laughs> round the wrong way. So I completely just went back to I'm terrible at saying names. So, uh, which yeah, there's a few fans that just said you realise it's the other way around. Um, <laughs> I was like, I do, but I don't know why I said it the wrong. But yeah, so it's exciting times. Uh, a grand final coming up. It's been a couple of years of. Just either making the finals and and but you could see the the program and the girls just getting more united year on year. It just seems to have clicked this year. And and how are you feeling coming up to a, a grand final? 
yeah, obviously it's a, a very, very exciting time, um, not only for the team, but for the club as well. Um, it feels a bit weird having had the week off. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a couple of, couple of weeks of, you know, controlling, controlling those nerves and I guess not, you know, as Mage said, after our, um, our, after our, our finals win against Casey, not, you know, the most important thing to do now is not to replay the game in our head, um, you know, over, over these next couple of weeks. But we're back at training, um, you know, this week and, and, yeah, have a good week on the track and, and then, yeah, get into, get into Sunday. So you play the Saints. Uh, can you just tell me how you've gone against them this year? From my memory, it may have been a draw on around about 10 points. Yeah, yeah. So we've had two two really close um, close games against them. Um, of course, the draw here yeah, can't get too much closer than that. Um, and then yeah, even the ten point win, um, you know, certainly ebbed and flowed, and, and could have gone either way um, in that one as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think we're we're ex- expecting a, a, a very close contest um, as you as you would you know, expect for a grand final. So, no, I think I think it'll be a great battle. Is it, do, do the girls discuss much? I know you mentioned just before about going to a grand final and kind of embracing the moment, not to let nerves take over, but actually kind of in a weird way, enjoy the day, like enjoy and you'll come out more relaxed and more, you know, you'll be able to play your natural game. Yeah, I think, I think that'll be um, yeah, absolutely the focus. Um, you know, we probably know that we all play better when we, we, we are a bit more relaxed and we, um, we aren't so outcome focused and, and we focus on the process and playing the way that we want to play. And, and yeah, that'll, that'll has already sort of been spoken about and will I'm sure continue to be, it's like, you know, win, win or lose, you know, how do we make sure that we enjoy, enjoy this moment for what it is and enjoy the group that we've got together because, you know, we, we, we know things um, change quite a bit after this year, you know, we, it's um, the club changes and, and yeah, we yeah. we we want to enjoy enjoy this time that um, that we have it as a group together. I've just noticed, even with your last game, and we'll go a little bit over your last game. Just there was a, just it felt like to me like an uptick in the crowd. Like, and I've just noticed on social media, like I know in my Facebook groups and without without within our kind of forums, there's just a bit more chat about. Uh, the VFLW program and obviously going on to the AFLW program and people start talking about all, oh, you know, they've signed this contract and all this person's coming over. It, it must be, it must be, um, I guess, pleasing that, I, you know, I'm sensing anyway that it's just starting to hit with fans. Like it, it's starting, I know it's a, you know, when you talk about 150 year and it's, and it's, we all know it's just been a, a predominantly men's <laughs> program. But I, I, I sense it's kind of breaking down the walls a bit where where I know myself and, and people we're talking to just starting to go, you know, I went to the game and actually it was really cool. Like it was really fun I, and I really enjoyed it and I loved the passion and, and how they played. And, and I noticed that feedback myself, even from the last game, there was a few people I talked to went to the first game to, in your last final and they went, oh, well, you know, it was a really good game. Like I'm going to go again. And it just, it's just, it must be pleasing to see that that kind of wall is getting broken down and, and people embracing it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's been the, you know, the thing with women's football across the board, um, you know, it, it probably is. Yeah. Just that process of breaking down the walls and exposing people to it. And people don't, 
know what they don't know and if they haven't watched it or they yeah they haven't seen it or got got to know the players or the team or you know they're, they're not going to get on board with it and and you know it only takes one person you know such as yourself saying to a mate hey you know come down and come watch the the, the women's footy and um or you know come watch Essendon playing the BFLW and 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 that you know, builds that momentum. And yeah, it was a great turnout um, on the weekend um, in our last final. And I think, yeah, I think it actually you know, really touched a few of the girls to see how many people had come out to support us. And, and yeah, obviously for, for the grand final, we, we will be hoping that, yeah, we can get, get similar, if, you know, if not better. Um, and, and we certainly really do feel that support and, and the support for the club and for the team. Do you, I mean, if we gave it to the last final and it was obviously a comprehensive win, um, when you're in that second quarter of that, of that final and Federica's <laughs> doing what she does, do you sometimes as in just step back as a fan and go, wow, that's actually pretty special what you just did then? Because there were some of those goals where, where she cut through the middle and did a check side, you know, around 35, 40 metres out. And for those who have gone to a lot of games, that's not, a fluke like that's that's the talent level she has do you sometimes sort of have a bit of a fan process for five seconds and go that was actually pretty cool oh of course she's she's one of those freakish players that that you can't really help but stand back and and admire um some of the things she does but you know we've been seeing her do it internally for for years um you know at at training she she, in a warm-up will you know barrel it from the um, from the boundary line and, and it goes in and you're just like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> How are you doing that? So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's been fan- fantastic to see her, well, have that consistency this year, um, even being able to, you know, she's had sort of some injury, um, mm. you know, things over the last couple of years. So so to be able to to be fit and, and um, you know, get, get some really consistent football, out there and, and really show what she, she's got because, you know, it's an absolute mountain of talent and, and um, yeah, we'll also be looking forward to, to seeing what she does at AFLW level. Was it nice seeing one of your goals go through? Um, <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very, very rare occasion that that happens. So I think I shocked myself more than anything. But, um, yes, uh, yeah, very It was happy. actually really good. I know, in all seriousness, it was really good timing. So there's some games where you go, I know we won by a lot, but it was actually tighter than people think. Uh, and I actually felt like in the first 30, 40 minutes, it was actually quite a hard contest. Oh, absolutely. And that was like, that was kind of, kind of a crucial goal. Like, uh, and then, you know, you had the double, the double kind of goal situation, but that, you know, that was a big moment in the game. Yeah. Um, no, I certainly, certainly felt that it was one of those games as, as was our, our first final as well, that, Probably the score didn't reflect how hard it felt, um, and yeah, that that first quarter in particular was a was a real real arm wrestle, and and you know it, it took some really good defending by us to sort of keep it, um, you know, keep it on our terms, and yeah, that the the second quarter obviously the the ball got rolling, and um, you know we all know momentum is such a powerful thing, and and yeah, thankfully we were pretty hard to stop once once that got rolling, and. Yeah, um, no, I'm, yeah. As I say, I was probably more just shocked that that, that I that I kicked one, and um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, it all kind of ro- rolled on, which um, which was which was great, great for the team. Well, I kept off. A, I mean, I kept off a really good game. So, what's the I guess the health of the group 
coming into the grand final? Yeah. Are we, are I, we yeah, looking so, at most players available? Like not just general health, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like, yeah, are, are, is there any kind of like, um, did, was there any injuries as a result of the last game? Was there any are most, uh, are most available? Yeah, no, we, we've got a really healthy list. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll, yeah, obviously don't know what, what will come with, with selection this week, but um, there shouldn't be too many too many surprises, um, you know, coming out of last game. Um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll buy a healthy list. So, yeah, we'll put the best best team on the park, I think. So what's been, main, what's been mainly the – the coaches kind of feedback this week um, without going too much into a game plan or anything like that. What's the sort of been the focus of, I guess, internal talks? Well, it's, it's probably as I sort of touched on earlier, it's um, yeah, I guess enjoying the moment and, you know, not trying to think too, too much about the game in terms of the specifics and overplaying it and, and working ourselves up unnecessarily um, trying to stay as relaxed as we can, but yeah, really just enjoying, enjoying the week, enjoying, you know, the last week that we're going to get to spend together, you know, as, as a group and um, yeah, making the most of that time. Um, Yeah. And yeah, in the end, whatever happens on, on Sunday happens. And yeah, as I said, before win or lose, like, be proud of what we've done and and just enjoy the moment that we have. Yeah, exactly. So the game is on Sunday, just after midday, around about twelve fifteen, I believe, down Port Melbourne. Look, if I'm Essendon fans, I would say make sure you get down. It's uh, Essendon Grand Final. It's very rare to have those two words <laughs> in the last couple of decades. So uh, look, it's it's something that uh, you know. I'm sh- you're going to have a blast. I, I can promise you. It's, it's a it's an awesome game to watch. It's uh, if you've watched the the girls' journey, you start to get to know the names. You start to uh, it's really good, and that's what football to me is sometimes about. It's like when I was a when I was a kid, and I just saw you know the watching the guys play. You just learn to you, you, the first thing you do is you're learning the names and you're learning. And then you're learning their characters and you're learning the people. And, and that's where I've come on this year and, and, and the last year is like you suddenly know your midfield and you know your defenders. And, you, go, and, you know, I'm like, oh, Morecambe, she, oh, you know, she's reliable one-on-one. And you start talking like that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and that's when you, you get that engagement um, uh, that you go, oh, you know what, I'm so invested actually suddenly into this team and I'm understanding the team. And, um, yeah, and, you know, just to having, you know, getting to learn those names. So that's what I would encourage um, Bomber fans is, is to get down and, you know, when the when even past this, when the AFLW team starts up, uh, get to know the team, get to know the names, and then you really learn to embrace it. You get behind them and you, and you want to support them. And so, um, yeah, I can't wish you all the best or enough. So it's been – Thank you. It's been yeah, – it's just been an absolute joy for me to watch – how the years uh, come about and there's been wins and draws and it's just been exciting football played. And, and I don't think there's, I don't think I've seen a more exciting sort of style of football than, than, than last week, to be honest. It was, it was a team that challenged you really hard at the start and you held your nerve and then did the counter punch and then some, and it was just a really impressive win. So 
from this side of the fence and uh, from the outer from the outer public, uh, it, it's just a it's just been a brilliant to watch uh, the group uh, grow and grow and grow over years and then just have this a year of shining. So I'll be I'll be there. I'll be going a little bit crazy and cheering you on. So if you hear me screaming your name. Uh, it's all positive <laughs> and it's all passion, but uh, can't wish you all the best. Enough. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. And, and as I said last time I was on, like, it honestly means so much to, to hear, um, yeah, your words and what, what, you, what you say about the group. And, um, yeah, it, it certainly doesn't go unnoticed and is very much appreciated. So, so thank you. My pleasure. Well, uh, good luck. I know you're going to go back to the club soon and, and there's obviously – training sessions and everything. So good luck for the week. Uh, all the best for Sunday and I'll be cheering on. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Georgie. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, what a great interview, Scotty. Yeah, uh, it was done um, during lunchtime, so it was just me quickly catching up with her on Zoom. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Georgie. She's, um, yeah, she's having obviously a very busy week, but she quickly said I can quickly run to a, a laptop and get on Zoom and have a quick 15 minutes and talk about the game. So, Absolutely brilliant. She's a, she's a legend, Georgie. So, Mate, uh, we're playing in the GF. If you don't mind, I know, there's, uh, if you don't mind, I feel like that's it's a little bit undersold. Like there's an a little bit, dude. With this, there's an excellent team in the AF in the grand final. <laughs> I know. So I look. I genuinely hope get get to the grand final. This team, like if anyone you know who went to uh, the last prelim kind of final. It's genuinely exciting. Like it's it's oh, man. Fu- it's awesome football to watch, and some of the goals are, are brilliant. So it's. They've just had a really special year. They haven't lost at all. Man, I reckon the AFLW, like when they jump up next season, there'll be some really nervous teams. Because mm. if they keep the, the heart of that team, Georgia and the other signings that they've um, uh, that they've signed just recently, yeah. if they can all go up to the AFL, mate, like they've dominated this season in the VFL, absolutely dominated. Um, they're going to win tomorrow by like 10 goals, but... If Sunday. in weird Sunday, even by weird bizarro, it's tomorrow being Wednesday. Oh, jeez, man, I wish it was Friday right now. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> if by some bizarro Marvel reverso world, um, they end up losing, it doesn't matter. They've been so dominant this season that I tell you what, next season in the AFLW, mate, they are going to make some significant waves. Yeah, and they've obviously signed some significant talent to join. Big them, so. talent. Yeah. So. Uh, Look, uh, just so you know, we're around about 40 minutes. No, no, about 50 minutes into the podcast. Yep. The cat is still on Grant's chest. I can no longer feel my right arm. Uh, <laughs> it's just completely seized up on my body. But anybody that's ever, everybody that loves cats that's had one curl up on you, you can't make a move. Like, come on, that's, that's harsh. I can feel that she's just toasty warm <laughs> sitting in my chest. So... Unfortunately, at some stage, the lovely cougar, I'm going to have to stand up, but not now. So, uh, yeah, so look, 
we won't say too much more uh, for our Patreon uh, listeners. I am tomorrow night going to just be speaking to Paul Cousins. Patreon.com um, forward slash uh, lunchtime catch up. Yeah, so we're going to have a proper VFL breakdown, but we always love to talk AFL as well. So I, I always it's always a good segment for me to talk to Paul about what he thinks how the AFL is going as well. So with that's going to be a, a tomorrow night work podcast for the Patreons. Uh, you can sign up to our Patreon account, just $3 a month uh, yep. for all these kind of extra shows and extra content. Um, it's hopefully, I believe it's well worth it. So it's for what you get and you can join our Discord community. And, yeah, and Discord is ticking along very nicely. Yeah, there's we've got 166 uh, now all, all, all going active on live and and just chat Nessendon. Um, so it's it's going so well. So thank you. Uh, look, that's it for us. It's a nice, sharp show. So we've got Sydney on Saturday around 1 45. MCG. I've got this weird feeling. I've just got this weird feeling. Have you got a bit of an inkling? I've got an inkling. I do. That we're up. I, I've just got this weird inkling that – that a possible upsets bring. Don't because you get me all excited. Everyone's going to laugh at me and go, "How could you possibly say that?" But I'm doing that right now. Uh, yes, I can see in your face and the cat's face. <laughs> okay. They're both Excuse looking me. at me like I'm weird. <laughs> yeah, so what? Uh, look, I've just got this weird, just weird inkling. But uh, right. that's all, all I'll right. say. Scott, last time Scotty had a weird inkling, <laughs> things went well, so that's good. Yeah. So Parish obviously will will join the side. I haven't I haven't seen an update. Uh, the club may have done it while we're doing our show. I haven't just sent an update on in, uh, Ridley's shoulder. That, that would depend <laughs> on my uh, tip and my income. Yeah, absolutely, because Jimmy Stewart's not available, is he? <laughs> no. So Reedy will be. If, okay, if, fine. If, if possible. And Francis will be and Zerk Thatcher will be if possible. Okay. So yep. options, but, you know, you'd you want a Jordan Ridley in the side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so that's it from us. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, enjoy the... The rest, rest of, of your week. week. Sorry that we uh, didn't film it yesterday. Oh, listen, recorded oh, yeah. yesterday. I forgot to say. So, in short, uh, I got home. I realised there was no power in the house, and checked all the fuse boxes and all the switchboards. And went, actually, they all look good. Um, and then five hours later, after uh, so many phone calls, uh, they got. Uh, we got the. I'm sorry. There was someone else that left right near you, and we turned down the wrong meter box disconnected it and probably worse even then we can't do it till tomorrow actually reconnect it so lovely freezing night but yes there was no power at the uh at the lunchtime catch-up studio so your lovely wife will be pregnant when pretty soon (laughs) no tv no nothing (laughs) no it was uh yeah way too cold for anything um yeah so um frightened turtle uh so uh yeah so it was uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was. Oh, I was so okay, cold. I, I was so cold last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, the kids were just loving us. Going, this is just great. Thanks. Nice. Um, so yeah, we got our power back. So we excuse the uh, twenty-four hour late show. So uh, yes, we, we we normally wouldn't, but it was like a force majeure kind of arrangement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for uh, for tuning in, for tuning in on a Tuesday. Um, or joining in, whichever you like. Um, we will talk to you, the Patreons, on Thursday for the team selection show, and we'll talk to you guys after Monday. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.